This is Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer, where we set the table for Christian conversations that explore the Scripture, promote prayer, and seek to edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at Greenville House of Prayer. Now for today's broadcast. Welcome to Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. I'm Curtis Carr here with my co-host, Dustin Hughes and Joseph Cheatham. Glad to be back with you guys. How are you? Excited to be here as well. Yeah, really excited. excited about the discussion tonight. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're excited to be with uh, you, our listening audience. Again, it's always a, a pleasure to be able to, to share with you guys. We'd love to connect with you as well. So we'd love for you to reach out to us. Uh, you can contact us on our website at www.ghopsc.org, or you can shoot us an email at info at ghopsc.org. Or you can also find us on Facebook, um, but we'd love to correspond with you. Um, our desire for these episodes, these broadcasts are to uh, hopefully encourage you, you know, to edify the body of Christ. We want to explore the scripture and we also want to promote prayer. That's what we do uh, as the Greenville House of Prayer. And so to, on today's episode, we wanted to talk about um, what is the House of Prayer, and what is this house of prayer? Why why are you called the Greenville House of Prayer? What does that mean? Where does that come from? And so we want to look at some scriptures to examine that um, and kind of dive deep into that, and then you know let let the Holy Spirit lead us wherever He wants to uh, in our conversations. Um, so first, we'll we'll just start that you know one the idea of the house of prayer uh, is a a biblical concept that has tremendous biblical precedent. I mean, most people would acknowledge that, you know, prayer is a part of the normal Christian life. I mean, we acknowledge We, ho- we that. hope so. We hope, <laughs> we hope we acknowledge that you know, prayer is we'll start central there. to uh, our faith. Amen. Amen. Right. That's right. And so, but what is this house of prayer stuff? Why yeah. do we have an organization that's actually called the Greenville House of Prayer? Um, and, and we get this from the words of Jesus and as well as the words of Isaiah. But uh, we can turn there and maybe let's just read that passage and kind of unpack what, what that looks like. Uh, you know, it's recorded in several places in the Gospels. Um, there's Matthew 21 and Mark 11. And then the same uh, story is told in John chapter 2 as well. Uh, where we all, most of us are familiar with the story that, you know, Jesus goes into the the temple and he turns over the money tables and he has the the whip and he's, you know, cracking the whip and he's furious and and exposing the the thievery that was going on in the temple at the day where they were taking advantage of the people who sincerely wanted to worship God. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people know that passage. They like that because it's an edgy side of Jesus that we don't normally see. It's not, you know, the Jesus who's petting lambs and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> baby face Jesus that, you know, you, you often see on, on the wall in some places. But it, it's the, you know, that, that there is a righteous, holy anger, you know, mm-hmm. that, that the Lord has and he manifests that. But what I think is sometimes missed in that story is what Jesus actually says and declares that his house is supposed to be. Um, and so he turns over the tables and he says, you know, you've turned this house into a den of thieves. He says, but my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And that has a lot of connotations in it. And so we want to just take some time and unpack that. And that is not a, an original concept to Jesus necessarily. You know, uh, hundreds of years earlier, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 56 
which maybe we should turn there and we can read that. I don't know if anybody is, Joe, are you there? Yeah, well, I just have the little, a little piece here in front of me. I mean, it's the same thing. Just, I mean, we could maybe read more of the context, but he says, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. So there's kind of two things there. There's the identity of God's house being uh, that of prayer, and then also being for all nations. But what is I think is significant of what we want to really explore today is that he picks the word prayer to define his house. You know, and yes, mm-hmm. Jesus quoted this in the midst of um, overturning the tables and at the temple in his day. But it's really incredible that the Holy Spirit through Isaiah and then quoted by Jesus um, defines his house with the word prayer. He could have chosen many other words, you know, he could have said, my house is a house of evangelism or ministry or, or preaching or outreach yeah. or a number of which are great and noble and wonderful things. Or house of grace house or of house of love joy or, or love joy. or peace. Yeah. It's exactly. kind of like, you know, many local churches, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pick different names, which is fine, you know, which yeah. is wonderful. But, you know, the primary identity that um, are, we see in the scripture here when referred to God's house as a house of prayer. Yeah. So, you know? so the primary identity that Jesus emphasizes for his house, his family, his people, his church. The church, exactly. At that time, it was the temple, but we know that he went on to say, look, I'm going to tear down this temple because I'm the perfect sacrifice, and I'm going to build it back up in three days. And you know, and he was talking about his body, is what you know, the Gospels say. So his body now, which is the body of Christ, is primarily to be identified as a house of prayer. So if we don't get that foundation right, all the other ministry aspects, the preaching or the outreach or whatever, those are great things that are necessary, but without the primary emphasis on uh, the primary identity, those other things will not uh, meet the expectation that Jesus has for his church, right? And so he's emphasizing this, and we, as an organization, the House of Prayer, that we feel like that's part of our calling is to call people to that that place, the place of primary intimacy with God, you know, which is prayer. Prayer is essentially talking to God, dialoguing with God, having intimacy with Him. The first commandment, that we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And out of that, we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. But the, the primary way we grow in love for God is through dialogue with Him, through communication, just like we would in any relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus says, look, this is what my house is to be called. It's, it should be identified. When people look at us, do they say, man, that's a place of prayer. That's a house of prayer. They're committed to prayer. And there's a lot of people in our area who are doing that. And we Absolutely. celebrate it and we're like, yes, Lord, more. And we want to encourage them to keep doing it. And if there's anything we can do to help, do that. There's some who may need some encouragement in that. And so we want to be here and, and to do it our per, in our own lives. We need help in our own lives to do it and give ourselves to the place of prayer. But we also want to call the church to be that in the city of Greenville. Yeah. And um, uh, we want to just remind people, I mean, th- it's our I- identity, really, uh, as the church in Greenville to be a house of prayer. Um, and if we're not living up to that or... Um, we, however, we 
we can and we ought to, and we want to encourage each other to live up to the calling that is really a prophecy in the scripture that we will become that. So let's lean into that. Let's encourage each other to to become that. Well, and we realize the the challenge and the difficulty of a church or an individual uh, of a fervent prayer life. Joseph, I think I've heard you say before that the, I mean, it takes faith. Prayer, prayer mm-hmm. takes faith. And so, but we have to have faith to know that without that strong foundational prayer life, like you said, all those other, it's kind of like the actual foundation of a home. The foundation crawl space, it's not exactly the funnest part of the house. You know, you want to, you live it's inside not the house. Pretty. It's not that pretty. It's not that pretty. And, you know, this thing, but if you, if you have the foundation, if your foundation isn't strong, you begin to see cracks in your walls. You begin to see uneven doors. You begin to see other things that are kind of out of whack a little bit. And it's yeah, the same thing good. if in, in our church or in our individual lives as well. If that foundation, that, and which we're talking about prayer, we're talking about communing with a living God. I mean, yeah. that, that, that intimate communing with God life, if that foundation is not strong, then all those other aspects, which are great things, ministry, outreach, evangelism, preaching, leading our families, whatever those are, they begin, you begin to see cracks in those walls. And so I think one of the calls of, of Greenville House of Prayer, GHOP, is to more or less kind of be foundation specialists, to encourage people and uh, do what we can to teach and to step into that area of prayer to see how is our foundation as a church doing. Not that we're, we've said it a thousand times, not that we're the experts on it whatsoever, but it is something we feel called to focus on. Yeah. And so we want to encourage churches and people to, to help them focus on that as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's important to note too, I mean, our name is the Greenville House of Prayer, but the House of Prayer in Greenville is the entire church, yes. corporate church, the it's big believers C Believers in our city. So, yes. so the praying church in Greenville, it's not our you know, small little prayer ministry and organization. No, it's the collective church. It's the hundreds or however many hundreds of churches there are in this area, people engaging with the Lord in the place of prayer. And I love what you said, Joe, that that it's we don't see this just as a rebuke from Jesus. This is a, a prophecy over our lives individually. This is a prophecy over the church that his church will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Amen. That's going to be our destiny. And that's what's you know, he's inviting us into. It's the the greatest place of honor and authority and privilege to be a person of prayer in relationship with Jesus, praying forth his purposes into the earth. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, that's so good, Curtis. Um, and, I, and I think it'd be good even to uh, emphasize even further with a few scriptures here how um, the God's house, God's temple is now the church. You yes, know, exactly. Um, and and I have a couple of scriptures here. Hebrews three six says, uh, "And we are his house, if we hold on to the courage and the hope of which we boast." And then First Corinthians chapter three um, says, "Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit lives in you?" And hold so, on, so hold right there. So first, he's talking about a house. You know, which we were talking about this a little bit earlier about the connotation of house, kind of uh, has family connotation to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's speaking of his family, like those fond, dear, uh, intimate terms of, of family relationship is the way he identifies with us as his church. And and we'll get more into like some of the right paradigms and and, and uh, perspectives of God that you need to have a a vibrant prayer life. We're going to get in that in episodes to come, but mm-hmm. that's a core one that we're a part of God's family. And then 
we're his temple. Not only are we his house that he's working on from afar, but he dwells in us. The Spirit of God dwells in us, and he is working on the inside of us individually and then corporately uh, to see that we become this house of prayer, this house of communion and relationship with him. And he's inviting us, he's inviting you, our listeners, into that. And we have the choice whether we lean into it and say, yes, Lord, do it in me, or whether we resist it. Uh, And we want to encourage you, we want to encourage one another, ourselves, to press into this reality. But that's, That's really good, Curtis. I mean, the the picture of the house, you know, what what all does that bring to mind? I mean, family, absolutely. But, you know, I, it's also pointing back to God's temple. You know, I mean, Paul is, assen- is essentially saying, uh, hey, church, you are God's temple. Yeah. You are God's house. But what does the scripture say about God's temple? What does the scripture say about his house um, in the Hebrew scriptures? Uh, that it will be called a house of prayer. So we are God's house now. We will be called a house of prayer. We are called, therefore, to be praying people. You know, one of the pictures of the temple, uh, one of one of the aspects of the temple is that it was always filled with incense. You know, the priest had a special kind of incense, and they um, would uh, fill the temple with this pleasing aroma, um, and then, but we read in Revelation that the incense in the temple in, in heaven all, is the prayers of the saints. Mm, yeah. And so we have this, the, God's house has a picture of being filled with prayer. You know, the, um, the New Testament church should be uh, just filled with prayer. That's the picture I get from that, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. So uh, we are God's temple now, and let us live up to um, being that praying people. And and not only the, the glorious aspect of just praying and connecting with God and having fellowship with Him and relationship, the God of all creation, the God of Sinai and splitting the Red Sea and delivering the Israelites with plagues on each. I mean, which is enough, by the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, and he wants, and we'll get into more of that as, you know, we want to go through some series on who, who we're talking to here, you know, but, uh, this is the way that God has chosen to release His kingdom in the earth, is through prayer, is through the, the difficult, sometimes you know, not very glamorous aspect. I mean, it's probably one of the least glamorous things in ministry is, yeah, is exactly. prayer, right? You, know, you don't get as many applause when you're praying in, the, in a closet or whatever. But You want um, to clear a church, call a church meeting? I mean, you want to clear a church, call a prayer meeting? Is yeah, that, yeah. Right. That expression you know? before? Um, <laughs> and, but, but it's... I don't agree with that. Yeah, we actually, we want to call we want prayer to meetings. That's all, all more. That's what do we do? By that's the way, right. we have prayer meetings. There We'd love for you to come, come join us on those. You can find them on our website. Uh, we, we're hosting right now two per month at different local churches. Uh, you know, and our efforts, our efforts are to, you know, unite the body of Christ um, around worship and prayer in the name of Jesus for the advancement of his kingdom. That's what we're about. And so come join us. But all that to say that that's how he rules his kingdom. Exactly. I mean, he has chosen, and as Paul said in Corinthians, he's, he's chosen the weak things to confound the wise. Amen. And, and prayer is weak. I mean, it, it's, uh, especially when you're by yourself, it's only between you and the Lord. Uh, it seems so weak. It seems weak, but in the in 
reality, it's the most powerful thing that we can do, right? Yeah. It's and like a slingshot in David's hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels like it's a small thing going up against a, yeah. a large foe, like the things we're praying for. Uh, but the truth is, is it can hit the mark directly the way it needs to. And I think that's one reason why we don't pray is because we've got the you know perception that oh, this isn't doing anything. You know what? What are what is talking to an unseen God in a room? actually doing to change things, but it literally is changing history. You know, it's mm-hmm. releasing things like light and angels are released when we pray. Darkness is pushed back. His kingdom is advanced. And if we, we got to get a revelation of this, and this mm-hmm. is what we're crying out for ourselves and for the people in our city to get a revelation in the power of prayer. And Jesus is saying, look, this is what my house is called to be. This is what we're called to give ourselves to primarily. And so let's Let's lean into this and try to figure it out and get some understanding so we can have grace to well, do it. And, and Curtis, to that end, as we're encouraging people in this, an, a great encouraging thing uh, as you reach out and connect with us via uh, email or Facebook, uh, share testimonies with us. Share testimonies of things that you have labored for in prayer and how you've seen specific, them specifically answered because testimony can help encourage and kind of create that spark in one another. So I think as we go along, that'd be something great to, yeah. uh, with permission to share on air and do things like that to talk about how, um, you know, it, 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 it means a lot for me when I hear or know that a brother in Christ has been praying for something and God has answered. It encourages us to be able to do that. Yeah, so that's, you know, absolutely. Let's, let's have testimonies as well. And yeah, that's, that's really good. Dustin. I mean, the test remembering and the testifying fuels prayer in the future. It gives us faith to continue to contend. And, you know, we are in one of the, in one of the testimonies, we're in one of the greatest movements in history of prayer and worship springing up all over the globe. Amen. You know, like there is a prayer movement uh, all across the world that the Holy Spirit is orchestrating that people are awakening to this identity that we're first and foremost called to be people of prayer. And so we're going to give ourselves fully to that and you know, put the other ministry activities on the back burner. We're not going to completely throw them out. But I think if we get the the place of prayer correct, and we get our hearts focused in that area, all the other stuff will flow out of that, yeah. and we'll have anointing, we'll have impact, as the Lord would have us have impact on those things. Versus trying to do all the stuff but being disconnected yeah. from Him yeah. in the place well, of prayer. There's the power in prayer and God releasing His purposes and His will, um, but there's also just the power of in prayer of transforming our own hearts, yeah, you know, come on. Um, just the realization in prayer, those mo- special moments when you realize, Oh wow, the Lord hears me right now. He's, he's, he hears little me and he cares about me. And, and I think it's in times of prayer when we'll, our hearts really connect with, with the heart of, the, uh, of God. Um, and it re- truly is amazing that, Almighty, the God Almighty sees us and cares for us and um, wants to hear us. Uh, and it's in the place of prayer that He gets that from us. And then we get, um, I think, pleasure in knowing that Amen. He sees and cares about, about us. And, um, and Curtis, uh, on, a, on another note, you mentioned how there's a a movement of prayer across the globe. Um, we were talking about how the identity of the church being a house of prayer was prophesied by Isaiah. Even if we're not living up to that now, we can rest assured that there will be a church that will live up to that just based on the prophecy. But Malachi 
111 says, My name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the setting of the sun, in every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. And so in Amen. every place, incense, which is that picture of prayer, again, will be brought up. So here at Jihop, we want to say, let that be a reality in the church here in Greenville in our day. Um, before the Lord returns, before he establishes his kingdom on the earth, let Greenville be known um, as, a, as a church that has already lived up to this calling. And what I love about that Malachi verse is he, he connects his name, the glory and the greatness of his name to the worship and the prayer of his people in the earth. So our, to the extent that we're worshiping and praying is the extent that we're bringing glory to the greatness of who God is because it's, it's showing how awesome he is when we want to connect with him and have a relationship and we're singing songs to him. And so we all have a role to play. You who you're listening, you have a role to play within mm-hmm. that, you know, your pray, your simple prayers of, you know, help me Lord, or I love you Lord, or let your kingdom come. I mean, that's incense that rises before his throne and it brings pleasure to his heart and it changes our hearts too. So we want to encourage you to press into that wherever you are, even if you're not in Greenville and you're listening to this, press into that and and let worship and prayer arise from your life. You give yourself to being a house of prayer exactly. and and encouraging your local church to to focus on prayer and connecting with God in the place of prayer and and watch what the Lord does in that. And, and he's doing it all over the earth. And so we just want to lean into that and encourage you to, to press into that because it's a glorious calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe, like you said, it, you know, the prophecy aspect uh, in John two, after he goes and turns over the tables, you know, it says that the disciples remembered. Uh, a, I think it was in Psalms or somewhere in, in the Old Testament. I can't remember the exact reference. That uh, prophecy of Jesus saying that zeal for my house has consumed me. So the zeal and the passion that calls Jesus to do that is is channeled towards making his house a house of prayer. He is zealous for us to become this reality. He's passionate for us to become this reality. He hasn't left us on our own to, to try to figure this out, but he'll meet us in this place with his zeal and his passion, and he'll fulfill his promise and his prophecy if we open ourselves up and oh, say yes yeah. and press into it. If he's Amen. zealous for his the temple, you know, we already saw in the scripture that means he's zealous for us. For us, exactly. Yeah, and... Um, that that means if we give ourselves to prayer, I think he's he's willing and ready to reveal himself to the praying man and the praying woman. I like the point that y'all are making because there's a there's a macro big C church call to be you know the global church to be the house of prayer. But like you said, we are individually called the temple, and our own personal hearts and our own personal houses, in our households, but also our own personal hearts are called to be houses of prayer as well. And so, yeah, there's, you know, like you said, if you're listening out there, uh, this is a big call. This is, you know, a, a, a prophetic destiny, if you will, for the church, yeah. uh, but it, it's fulfilled through individuals realizing that they're in their own hearts. There's called to be a house of prayer. And yeah. so it, it's a matter of examining your own prayer life. Oh, um, we've talked about it before. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh no, I, I you know, I've got to be in praying for three to four hours a day or anything like that. It's just beginning, uh, where you are and seeking the Lord and committing in your heart that I'm going to make prayer the foundation. Lord, help me for my life. And as for, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? As, yeah. for, as for me personally and my life, 
prayer will be the foundation. It's not going to be an oh, by the way, or on the side thing, or as I'm walking yeah. out the door. I'm going to begin to make it a foundational thing once again. Yeah, is, pri- is prayer a priority in your personal life? Is a prayer priority in your family? Is prayer priority in your church, if you're leading a church, or yeah. whatever it is? Is it the priority because Jesus makes it a priority in his view of the church, right? And he we picks wanna... that word to define his house. Yeah. yeah. And it's it should be the, the primary identity. And it's a simple uh, reality. I mean, we're basically just talking to God, telling him what he's already told us to tell him, you know, taking his words and, and telling them back to him. And it moves his heart. You know, yeah. it, it moves him and, it, and he loves it. And we'll get into more of some of the scriptures that point to that because we need to understand that, that God loves to hear our voice. And as we do it, it moves our heart. And it's, you know, we're just talking to God, telling him what he's told us to already tell him. And it's moving his heart. It's moving our heart. And there's a dynamic thing that happens there. And then, you know, the external things come. You know, he releases his resources. He releases his breakthrough. He releases, you know, his kingdom and power. Seek first my kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. I mean, prayer, how can you seek God without praying? You know, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to seek him is through talking to him, asking him questions. And, and may we grow in steadfastness and long-suffering and endurance, because prayer does take endurance. Prayer is like a, yeah. a marathon runner. It yeah. takes endurance to oh. continue to press in day after day, time after time. Um, but, you know, I've never ran a marathon. I don't know about you guys. Anymore, <laughs> but there is a sweetness about completing that marathon, about being able to press in and continue to press in. And, um, you know, there is something about being able to pray for something or press in and intercede uh, even for sometimes the longer it is, the sweeter the the answer prayer can be at times. And yeah. So, um, yeah, we we I need it. I need help to continue to endure, to continue to be steadfast and long suffering, and continuing seeking the Lord and intercede for the things that He's called us to. Yeah, and that's why we do these broadcasts. You know, we want to encourage you. We want to set a table to promote prayer in our area and in our region, and we want to encourage you, encourage ourselves uh, to press into this. Er- and we believe that God is wanting to move powerfully in our city, and it a key part of that is the prayers of His people in in our city or in any city. You know, and we want to stir ourselves up and stir the body of Christ up to give ourselves to the place of prayer, so that God can release what He wants to release in our in our city. Amen. And and so you know, stay tuned in future broadcasts. We'll be talking about what is you know more of what is prayer, different types of prayer, um, and kind of helping. Uh, walk through this and, and sharpening one another in, in these conversations, but I guess maybe we should uh, we should close in prayer. Dustin, you wanna yeah, I would you wanna pray to. for us since we've been talking about us. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Father, we do thank you for this time together. We thank you for uh, this opportunity to um, speak on what you're zealous about, and that is that you, yes. our church, and and your believers would be uh, men and women, and we would be a house of prayer. And so uh, help us to do that, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that that some folks are encouraged today, not discouraged, but encouraged and um, uh, invigorated to uh, spend time in their prayer closets, spend time uh, speaking with you. And, and, and Lord, it is an honor. This, let's just stop and just think for a second that we as humans get to commune with the living God and we get to have access to the living God. And that's through the grace of and the blood and the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we're so thankful for that. And we thank you for that. And so, Lord, uh, help us that uh, um, help our, our as, as individuals and our families and our churches, as Curtis mentioned, that we would seek to be houses of prayer and that, that we would be zealous uh, for you and for your kingdom and your purposes. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You know, join us next week. We look forward to, to continuing this broadcast and connecting with you. Till next time, God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's broadcast of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We pray you've been encouraged and hope you'll join us next week as we continue to host Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at the Greenville House of Prayer.